What's up, guys, and welcome to the Bachelor Pad Podcast, where two bachelors who've never really watched ABC's The Bachelor before this sit down and review episodes right after they air. My name's Tyler. I'm here with my best friend, Scott. Hey, what is up, guys? I Tyler muted still Scott. had me muted. I muted just, Scott. This is going to be a Tyler-only episode. Yeah, I just, uh, I'm just going to cut you out. And <laughs> Whenever post. I'm saying something you don't like, you're just going to mute me. I'm just going to mute you. Yeah, and it's your, uh, it's your warning. <laughs> okay, the mute is the warning. <laughs> the mute is the warning. <laughs> What's the like actual repercussion? You're out of the house. <laughs> oh, like I have to sleep on the streets. <laughs> yes. Okay. You and Ani Bear. Well, at least he's warm. He would be like a blanket. <laughs> you know. He just hates to cuddle. He'll just be like one of those weighted blankets, <laughs> but lots of fur there. <laughs> I mean, it's kind of ideal. Yeah, it would be it would be warm, snuggly. If I were going to have a cuddle buddy, I would want it to be Onyx, but he just won't cuddle. Yeah, he has he has a particular mood that he has to be in to be in <laughs> like the cuddling sphere. Like like, can you feel the love yes. tonight? Mm. Mm-hmm. Man, I need some reverb on that. That was, he, uh, some, uh, that was rough. Yeah, he's hasn't really ever been a cuddler since he was a puppy. He was yeah. really into it as a puppy. Yeah. And then after he realized he didn't need other people, he <laughs> just isn't that way. He'll do it. Like if I call him and like I want to, like he'll he'll oblige he'll, me. He'll oblige. But, but you can tell he's not super into it. <laughs> Plus, I feel like for him, like he's he's like for our listeners who have never met Onyx, uh, he is a medium sized dog. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's about seventy five pounds, um, which is large for some people. But well, yeah. yeah. But there's like 150, 200 pound dogs, right, so he's exactly. definitely not a large breed. He's not a large yeah. breed, but yeah, I guess technically he might qualify as a large breed. But he, I would qualify him as a medium sized. I, I dog. say I tell people he's a medium sized dog. Uh, he's not awfully tall, but he's bulky. Yeah, he is the definition of big boned. Like he's thick with three C's. Mm-hmm. He is just wide. He's broad. Yeah. And, uh, he has more fur than he has anything else in his body, mm-hmm. which makes him look even bigger and wider. Oh yeah. Uh, but awfully, awfully cuddly. Yep. And his fur is still super soft, even five years old oh, coming up here in a couple of weeks. It's five. It is so soft. It's crazy. It, it, he hanging out with Onyx is like hanging out with, uh, your favorite towel. You know, mm. like, I don't know about you, but I have a favorite towel. All my towels are the same. Oh no, I have different towels. I mean, I have beach towels and those are different. I don't like those. No, but. I mean, even like shower towels, like I have different towels that I've accumulated over the years mm-hmm. and like some have gotten thrown away. And so I've like mi- mix matched. When, when we moved in here, I threw away all my old towels and just bought a new set of towels. Well, that's smart. So I just have a bunch of the same color towels. They match my uh, bath mats and stuff. Yeah, I guess this was kind of the first time you had your own like bathroom that you were decorating kind of Mm -hmm. thing. And so it was like, well, let's just do the whole thing. Yeah, because before this, I was living with people who already had all that stuff. Yeah, yeah. Well, uh, what's uh, what's new in your life? I mean, we talked about Onyx for a little bit, but is there anything going on? Yeah, well, uh, this is kind of both of us, but we started another new podcast. (laughs) Yes, (laughs) or we're starting. We're starting. Starting. Yeah, it's not released yet. Not released yet, but it will be releasing sometime in the next couple weeks. Yeah. Um, and we'll throw that bonus episode uh, on here as well for you guys. But it's, uh, I, I really love the name. The name is probably my favorite part of it so far. Okay. And it's called Rotten Potatoes. Yes. And, of course, playing off of Rotten Tomatoes. And we're reviewing. Wait, what's that? <laughs> I don't know what that is. Yeah. Well, then you're probably going to hate this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but we're just re- reviewing movies together. But specifically, we're reviewing movies that uh, are movies you should have probably already seen. Oh, yeah. And so one of our rules is we're only watching and reviewing movies that at least one of us haven't seen. There are four of us. There are four of us. So it's not just Tyler and myself, but it's also our other friends, Zach and Jake. Two of our best friends in the world. Mm-hmm. Really funny guys. Uh, we really just love to hang out and just goof around with each other. We make each other laugh all the time. So I'm hoping it's enjoyable for other people too. I think it will be. Uh, I mean, I feel like we uh, have caught a little bit of a following with bachelor pad already. Mm -hmm. And uh, so I just want to take this opportunity to say, thank you guys so much for listening. Thank you guys out there. This uh, just has been a super fun experience for Tyler and myself. And we're having a, just a ton of fun doing this and just to see the response from so many different people that I did not expect 
to to reach out and say like hey great job keep going up we just had a new person i don't i mean we're not in our shout out segment yet but your old we'll, roommate we'll reached do, out to us we'll do shout out segment right now we'll yeah. do it on the top yeah matt graham matt or, graham I, I think that's the first time i've ever said someone's last name matt i'll say <laughs> <laughs> uh we'll fix out. it in post yeah we'll fix it in post <laughs> uh matt reached out and was like hey dude i know we kind of lost touch but uh it's been really cool to hear you guys' podcast and you guys are doing a great job it was just interesting to see all the different people coming in and, and saying things to us so. well shout out to matt uh sorry for doxing you yeah sorry we mentioned your last name but uh we appreciate you uh listening following along with us uh and uh we love you how about you what's what's new with you uh just puppy life Puppy Life 2K20. Puppy Life 2K20. Uh, it's had ups and downs. Um, I am home with her. I'm able to be home with her on the weekends. Mm-hmm. But then weekdays, I go to work. I work, you know, normal. I, I mean, we've joked about this before. I don't really work 8 to 5. I work like 9 to 536. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, yeah, we have another roommate that we've uh, referenced on this show, uh, also named Scott, mm-hmm. and uh, he is he'll he's able to because of his work schedule. He works two twenty fours, and so he's able to be around with her on some of the days that I'm not. Um, but certain days that I have to be gone and he's gone, and it just turns into a puppy apocalypse here. <laughs> uh, and so I came home today and uh, our roommate picked up a shift. And so he wasn't able to be here uh, with the dog. And I came home and it was literally just trash shredded and strewn everywhere. <laughs> and it was funny at first I was like, what on earth happened? And it was just one magazine uh, he just individually ripped every single page out and but, shredded it into pieces. But she went like full on Department of Justice level security shredding on mm-hmm. this. Like, like Department. She may have a real career in the Department of Justice with document declassification. Just like shredding. It was documents. very surprising to see that picture, and I was like, "Wow, that is a lot of stuff on the floor." Oh, it was insane. We'll post the picture on our Twitter. Sure. Yeah, let's do it. Uh, so you can follow us at uh, Batchpad Podcast on Twitter. And uh, see that photo this evening uh, of my puppy Echo just destroying. She redecorated is what mm-hmm. she did. Yeah. Uh, she got real sick of the rug that we have and our white tile floors. And she just decided it was time for a change. Mm-hmm. And she really thought the the couch needed an upgrade too. <laughs> yeah, she did. Uh, it just needed a little bit of uh, character. Yeah. And uh, so she destroyed one corner of the couch. Mm-hmm. And uh, last week she had gotten a little bit of that corner. Like she had chewed through some of it and pulled out some stuffing. And I was like, this isn't great. And every time I'm home with her uh, or someone's home with her, she doesn't touch it. Mm -hmm. Uh, But as soon as she's home alone, and I mean, she's not alone. She has Onyx here, but I think she has separation anxiety. Oh, for sure. And she just destroyed this one corner of the couch. Yeah, <laughs> it's funny. I'm I luckily w- the couch is like 15 years old. Oh, it's super old, uh, and it's due for an upgrade. But I'm definitely not upgrading that couch nope. until she's out of this phase for sure. So, all right, well, that's what's new with me. Let's uh, we've been chit chatting for long enough. Yeah, let's jump into jump this episode. Into the episode. Yeah, so uh, we find ourselves in Peru this week. Lima, Peru. Peru um, seemed very. Uh, we even talked about it like it felt like we were in a third world country for a lot of the scenes. Yeah, it it was not as romantic as I've seen on The Bachelor them go to European countries. Mm-hmm. And I'm not saying Europe is better than uh, Latin America by any stretch of the imagination. There are places in Latin America that I've been to that were just absolutely exquisite. And they have not gone to any of those places. <laughs> <laughs> like they are going to... Um, I think they're just staying all in South America, right? Isn't they are. That what their thing is. They are, but I've gone to like, I mean, I've been to Antigua, Guatemala, which is Although I guess Costa Rica is Central America. Yeah, but I mean but Central, it's just South, South of North yeah, America. Yeah. Uh, but I've been to, I've been to, you know, Antigua, Guatemala. I've been to uh, even Belize City in Belize uh, or Belmapan in Belize. So much like nicer in my opinion than... Uh, some of the shots that we're seeing at mm-hmm. least. 
uh, Lima, Peru, they went to a, at least in one particular scene, they went to a rough area. Yeah, like the buildings look like they were kind of falling apart a little bit. Yeah. 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 Um, but uh, they go to Lima, Peru, and uh, Natasha, uh, she was really looking for that one-on-one and gets mm-hmm. snubbed. Well, before we get into that real quick, there was a couple things that happened early on that I just thought were funny. Okay, hit uh, me. The first was uh, hearing uh, Kelly talk about alpacas. She was real into alpacas. <laughs> she likes alpacas. I just wrote down, Kelly likes alpacas more than Peter. <laughs> and then... Uh, more than Peter likes alpacas, just to be clear, or... Both. <laughs> uh, and then the second thing was there was a little scene where Peter is just walking through the city and he sees some street art and he looks and there's a windmill and it's mm. right as he's doing a... They cut in a voiceover of him even talking about Hannah B. And oh, it's like, yeah. Mm, little throwback. May, or maybe foreshadowing still to maybe that's, that's how this whole thing ends. I... I've got to jump in and say, I was going to say this later, but I've got to jump in and say that, you know, my only real Bachelor experience was, uh, prior to this, was... Uh, Ari. Ari. Ari's season with uh, my two roommates, Griffin and Trevor, who both reached out to us and, and said that they're listening and love yeah. it and encouraged us to keep going. So shout out to you guys as well. Um, but I really felt like uh, Ari was terrible. And even to the point where uh, my mom and I uh, watched together as a family, we all watched uh, what was one of the earliest seasons of The Bachelor. I had mentioned it once before. It was the heir to Firestone Tires. Mm -hmm. I don't remember his first name, but we all watched that together. And then we really never watched The Bachelor again. And uh, I've not talked to my mom about The Bachelor in years. And a couple of years ago, Ari's season, I'm watching half of the season of The Bachelor and it was awful, and Ari was terrible. And maybe two, three months later, uh, my mom texts me, and my mom is, like, notorious for not knowing who people are. <laughs> mm-hmm. Like, she texted me uh, the other day that Olivia Wilde and uh, um, Jason Seagal mm-hmm. We're in our restaurant, my family's restaurant. Farm or tequila? Tequila. Oh, nice. And uh, she was like, yeah, they were in here. I don't know who they are. They mean nothing to me. (laughs) I was like, what? Like, are you kidding me? Like, she's notorious for not knowing who people are. And my mom and I are talking, you know, a couple of years ago. And this is months after Ari's season of The Bachelor. And she's like, oh, my gosh, I'm on a flight right now. And two rows behind me is Ari. And I said, did you watch The Bachelor? And she said, oh my gosh, he's the freaking worst. <laughs> I was like, I know, right? Like even my mom thought Ari was the worst. That's funny. And I didn't even know she was watching The Bachelor. Um, but Peter is worse than Ari. Yeah, I have nothing to compare it against, but I hear constantly now, especially with more and more people like saying, hey, we're watching. Yeah. Um, just people telling me this is the worst season ever. So we the girls and and Peter himself. I feel like it, it's either really great for us to start this podcast on this season or really awful. It's only one of the two. Yeah, I, don't, I I feel like if it's if it's that much worse, maybe it's great because we have so much content to cover every mm, episode. Yeah, maybe if it was just more realistic, it would kind of be more boring. <laughs> Well, I have not been bored so far, so I guess that's good. Yeah. I guess you're right. Uh, so uh, jumping back into yeah. this episode. Yeah, so uh, Peter, before he does the first set of dates, comes into the room with all the girls and has a little like heart-to-heart with them. Yeah. And he tells them all, like, hey, things are getting serious now. After this week, we're doing hometowns, uh, and I don't want to have my heart broken. Mm-hmm. So if you're not feeling it, bow out. Yeah. Call it. And so uh, they all seem to respond fairly well to that. And so then he gives out the first date card. And who else but Madison gets it? You know, I I guess I saw it coming that Madison would get the date card this week. uh, Or at least, I guess, one of three. Yeah, there was three of them this Uh, week, yeah. But... uh, I was really pulling for Natasha and we have this sort of a side with her. Cause she's the only one there who hasn't gotten a solo date. The only one who hasn't gotten one yet. And Natasha's like 
man, I, I just really need this. Like I haven't gotten to really have any one-on-one time with Mm -hmm. Peter yet. And I was really pulling for her. Uh, I wanted her to get it and she gets snubbed. Madison gets the one-on-one date. And, uh, so they, they head out on their date, uh, to a local fishing village. Mm -hmm. Yeah. They go fishing out in a little bay somewhere. Which once again, very, uh, very underwhelming. Mm -hmm. Like just the whole date. Like I, I felt like, especially after coming off of Costa Rica, like Costa Rica, they're in this gorgeous, uh, like, uh, retreat, type of a uh resort like Mm -hmm. very secluded very pretty this is in like a high-rise in lima peru uh and like just the whole experience the whole date i would have been i would have been kind of bummed to be on this date yeah i think i'd be happier not being on the date and just being able to stay back at the room (laughs) (laughs) just keep enjoying the perks Yeah, yeah the rooms look nice but it was definitely not quite as uh Uh, I mean, it was tropical. It just wasn't quite as uh, exotic, Mm -hmm. I felt like. Um, But they go on this date, and uh, we have a little bit of exposition from Kelsey while they're on this date. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so uh, the date seems to go well. They uh, talk a little bit. Peter even tells her that he's falling for her, that he's, he's starting to love her. Yeah, he, he says, I'm in love with you. Mm -hmm. I'm falling in love with you. And then, uh, they do a lot of making out. Yeah. Uh, in pretty much every part of the boat. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And forward, (laughs) aft, Uh port. I don't know what boat terms are, but it was all of it. Yeah. And, uh, then we start hearing this over, uh, view from Kelsey talking and we call it a voiceover in the industry voiceover. Yeah. yeah. Sorry. I'm, I'm new to this. <laughs> um, and so she's just talking about how she thinks Madison might go home because she's not sure if she's going to be okay with everything because she's mm. a very religious person and um, her faith is, her very, faith is important very important too. to her. Mm-hmm. But all the while we're just seeing Madison making out with Peter <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and then they even do like a little like Titanic scene uh, at like the front of the boat. Oh, it was one of the uh, it was one of the most low rent Titanic scenes I've ever seen. Yeah, because well, the boat was so unstable. Like they were afraid to actually have both of their arms <laughs> yeah. in the air, so they have one arm in the air and then the other hand's holding onto the rail. Well, and we're looking, which is down at like their knees. Yeah, and we're looking at this boat, and there's like a yellow tarp hanging off one side. Like <laughs> yeah. it was just very, nothing in this episode was new. It was not everything in this episode was at least twenty five <laughs> to thirty years old. It was just very low rent, uh, which was surprising for The Bachelor, and maybe like a touch of like reality. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Uh, I think that everything was so unreal. The, the, the producers are like, we need to give them something that feels real to hold on to. So mm. we'll just throw this setting into like a really rough part of town <laughs> <laughs> so that viewers feel like th- there's parts of this that are real. Yeah. Because the girls certainly aren't. No. I And I know this has nothing to do with her because she's not in this part of the show. Hannah still just gets to me. She is so... I don't like her. She's... Awful. I even had a conversation with one of our, our regular listeners this week. His mm-hmm. name is Jason. Um, we did a shout out for him before. And yeah. he was like, you guys are crazy. Hannah is awesome. She's like my favorite. And I was like, dude. Oh, boy. No, man. Oh, boy. You're wrong. Yeah. So. I mean, it's he's not wrong that she's his favorite, but he is wrong that she's awesome. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. So, so uh, one thing that came out on this date. I don't want us to move along too fast. Sure. Um, but one of the things that Peter says, he says uh, um, to directly to Madison. No, I'm sorry. It was after his conversation on the boat deck with Madison. And he says this uh, sort of directly to the camera, directly to us. He says, I don't want to get blindsided again. Like, he's like, I want to nail down where Madison's at because I don't want to get blindsided again. Mm -hmm. And I just felt like, how ridiculous and self-centered is it that it's like, 
I don't want to get blindsided again, but I'm fully okay with blindsiding one or two of these girls that I keep yeah. seeking validation. Well, chances from. are f- at least five of the six of them are going to get blindsided yeah. at some point. Yeah. And it's, and he's doing that. I feel like, like, I feel like he's not, he's not giving good feedback at he's all. He's not giving good feedback. It's like, I'm in love with you. I'm in love with you. I'm, s- I love where we're at. Thank you for validating me by being vulnerable. Uh, I'm so glad to see this side of you. Goodbye. Mm-hmm. And like no clearer picture of that than last Wednesday with Michaela, where mm. it's like, I trust you. Goodbye. Like, he, well, he was like, I, and he told her like, I'm like, I'm not sending you home right now. Right. Like, I'm sending Tammy home. And then, but I am going to send you home in an hour. In an hour. Once the rose ceremony starts. Yeah. Like just he, send them both home. He just blindsides every girl. Yeah. Well, it's interesting too. Like we talked about how he had his little aside with all the girls at yeah. the beginning of the episode. Yeah. And he basically said, like, if you're not fully in this and feeling it with me, that's when you should bow out. And it's like, how do you expect all of these girls to feel that way? Right. When they haven't spent that Natasha hasn't had a one-on-one. Not a single alone time, really, mm-hmm. with you. Uh, not much more than five minutes here and there. Except for when someone would come up and be like, hey, can I steal Peter for a second? And throw paper airplanes. <laughs> and yeah, and throw yeah. paper airplanes at each other, yeah. Um, yeah, she, uh, she, yeah, absolutely blindsided. Uh, and Peter, yeah, he's so unrealistic with his expectations. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's so boyish. Like, he's mm-hmm. just more and more and more, he's so much a little boy that he's... I mean, he even keeps saying the words, it's so great to get this validation from these girls. <laughs> it's like, bro, like, is that really what you're after? Yeah, that's what you get in a relationship for, is for them to give you value. Oh, man. Right? Isn't that what relationships are about? Other Taking stuff from other people? Yeah. <laughs> so getting back a little bit, Kelsey does her voiceover. Yeah. That's we've decided. We've decided that's what that's called. what we're calling it. Yeah. Yep, the voiceover. Uh, voiceover. And every time I know you mentioned this about uh uh Hannah Ann, um, but man, Kelsey starts talking to the camera, and every time I look at her now, I just keep thinking, why is she still here? Mm-hmm. Yeah, she she would have been voted off probably back at Champagne Gate for me. <laughs> Um, but she's still here doing strong very much here uh she even had another powwow this week with hannah ann yeah i think they're friends (laughs) (laughs) i even wrote my note like we are a far away from champagne game because they're hanging out they're talking to each other they're giving each other encouragement and like dude i don't i I gotta tell you out of all the girls that are there out of those six those two were the closest oh yeah and I got to tell you, uh, if I cried about something for four days straight, it would be hard for me to maintain any sort of connection back to that. Like, mm-hmm. it's like all the emotion of that has to be gone for well, her. It's just because she's unstable. Like, yeah, agreed. I, I, yeah. I don't even know if she makes that connection in her mind. Yeah. I think that's fair. So yeah, they're still in the middle of this date and then we get a cut back to see the next date card and we, uh, hear a little of just voiceover work from Natasha talking about how she's, she's not comfortable going to hometown if she doesn't get a one-on-one. Yeah. Um, and so then date card comes and Natasha gets it. Thankfully. So Natasha is going to get that, that next one-on-one the next day. So, uh, we jump back at this point to the one-on-one where, uh, Madison and Peter go out to dinner Mm -hmm. and, uh, you know, they have a, a real, uh, pardon the pun, they have a real come to Jesus moment. They do. <laughs> they do. And what, what was funny, like the setup for this whole thing is she starts by saying um, the thing that she loves about Peter is how real and vulnerable he is. Yeah. Like, that's why she's falling for him. Ugh. That is a hot take there, Madison. <laughs> that is a hot, spicy scolding take. That is Del Scorcho. <laughs> like, I haven't <laughs> seen any of the other seasons, but I can't imagine he is more real or vulnerable than anyone else that's been on this show. I can't imagine anyone being less real or vulnerable than Peter's been. I think he's less real and vulnerable than everyone I saw in Bachelor in Paradise. And there were some ridiculous people in Bachelor in <laughs> Paradise. Less real and vulnerable than John Paul Jones? Yes. Our man, JPJ. 
JPJ at least like knew who he was and what he wanted, you know? That's true. And you know what? He had, uh, he had not only authentic, but like relatable emotional experiences, Mm -hmm. you know, where it was like, of course you would feel that way in this time. Uh, Peter, on the other hand, it's like, I never know what angle he's coming from. I don't feel any bit of any positive feelings towards Peter. Yeah. I don't think like I if do anything either. bad were to happen to him, I'd be like, okay, whatever. Like, you know, apparently getting hit in the head by a helicopter. Yeah. I was looking forward to it. <laughs> <laughs> I had no connection to him. Yeah. I don't relate to him at all. Yeah, so that's Madison's impression of him, uh, and they go into this, uh, you know, it, sort of a intense moment, and uh, and Madison says to him, you know, I just feel like my heart is taking over, and I'm like, whoa, what's happening? Where are you going? Mm-hmm. And Peter says, no, but that's good though, and it's like, <laughs> is it though? Because it's been working for him really well. <laughs> That's what I mean. Like, just follow your heart, man. Like he has zero self-aware. Uh, like he doesn't have a self-aware gauge. Mm-hmm. Like that gauge just doesn't exist for him. <laughs> uh, and so he just has no idea how uh, how relationships really ought to work. Uh, and I have no idea why. Like I don't know what his pathology is. Mm-hmm. But he does not understand how love really works. No, why? He very much f- thinks love is a feeling. Sure. And that it's... he He's just confusing love with infatuation. Yeah, he is. But, I mean, I, I feel like at his age, that's a pathology. Yeah, maybe. Like, that's permissible to... A high school. A high school, yeah. you know, junior. Where they're just super infatuated and they're like... Oh We're so gosh, in love. love and it's like, well, what do you know about them? Well, nothing. Well then, you know, how much do you really love them? Like, mm-hmm. or what do they mean to you? Or, or what would you do for them? What would you give up in your life for them? And it's like, wait, what? I have to give stuff up. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> like that's like for a, a teenager, it's like, okay, like, you know, that's all right. You know, but at his age, I mean, he's 28. He's 28. Yeah. He's a grandpa. Uh, he's a grandpa <laughs> and he ought to understand how, uh, how relationships work at any level. Mm-hmm. Uh, because even forget romantic love. Uh, even just any sort of relational love, be it, you know, uh, you know, with your parents, with your siblings, with your friends, with your, like other people that you've had romantic relationships with all the above teaches you over time that like relationships are about, uh, vulnerability. They're about commitment. They're about trust and they're about, uh, compromise. Well, uh, yeah. I I mean, to a certain degree. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, I think it's more sacrifice. I sure, think it's sure. each person sacrificing. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the it's a... For a, the health of the whole. Yeah, it's yeah. a zero-sum game. And so, therefore, it's like comp- compromise. Mm-hmm. But it's it's not compromise in the moment. It's like, no, you know what? Like, I'm laying down what I want because this is something that's important to you. And I, I'm laying it down as an extension of, like, I want you to know that I care about you. Mm-hmm. Uh, but anyway, he doesn't get any of that. And yeah, uh, so, so I'm actually she, really proud of Madison for this. Moment. I am too. Like she just kind of comes out with it. Now she could have said it earlier, but I guess it wasn't really like one. She didn't, she had the very first and you don't want to come with that out with this on the very first solo date of the whole season. Oh yeah. Um, and besides that, she hasn't really had a ton of time with him. So, but she comes out and she says, Hey, I'm actually like a believer and I have a lot of faith and I'm saving myself for marriage. Well, she doesn't say that part there. She says oh, that in our, but preview. she says, yeah. that's right. That's the preview for yeah. next week. <laughs> uh, but she does say, uh, that like, I'm really into faith and my dad was a very faithful man. And yes. the way he has led my family is super important to me. And yes. I'm looking for that in a spouse. Yes. I and want a spiritual leader. Yeah. Is what, what she says. And Peter's response was, <laughs> Not good. <laughs> it was not good. He basically says, yeah, that's great. I love that. You know, uh, and it takes him like a couple minutes to like figure out what he's going to say. You can just tell this whole thing has caught him off guard. But he eventually says, you know, I was raised in a Christian home and, you know, like I do have faith, but it's uh, definitely needs work and improvement. And uh, 
That's all you really get. He says, uh, you know, I'm going to be real brutally honest with you right now. Brutally honest. Brutally this honest. Is so brutal. Uh, you know, there are some times where I feel like my faith could be better. <laughs> That's brutal, dude. <laughs> I've never met someone so real and so vulnerable. Oh, dude. I've never in my wildest dreams thought about admitting to another person that there are times in my life where my faith could be better. Yep. Because, I mean, for most people from the outside looking in, like, my faith looks as solid as a rock. Oh, even uh, even the closest people in my life know that my faith is impervious. Mm -hmm. Impeccable. Oh, gosh. All those great words. <laughs> uh, yeah, so. Uh, he ends up giving her the rose. It, she accepts it. I... I, do you really think that Madison is that naive? Yes, I do. Because <laughs> she seems very genuine in this. She's super genuine. She's one of the few girls I actually believe her when she's talking. You know, Madison earned in this conversation almost all the points in the game for me. Like, she might as well have gotten a hole-in-one on a par four. Uh, like, it was just to, today, this episode... Uh, she was just so strong, uh, so uh, confident in who she is, what she wants, what she needs, what she's looking for. Mm -hmm. And uh, Peter has never seemed more like just a wet noodle than that date. Yeah, I think he just has this uh, woeful characteristic around him that make these women think that he's more than what he is. He's got something. He must have really great lips. Maybe. Maybe he's just a great kisser, and that's why he's always kissing all of them. That's got to be it. It's it's possible. I mean, I think that's how he dodges out of these really meaningful, vulnerable, deep conversations, mm -hmm. is it's just like, things are getting a little too deep. Let's make out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so then Peter tells her that he's fallen in love with her, gives her the rose, that's pretty much the end of that date. Um, but that's one rose down out of the four. And then we have, uh, unless there is something that you particularly want to talk about, uh, we have a one-on-one -on -one with Natasha, which was probably the most unremarkable one-on-one -on -one date yeah. I've seen. I would say let's not even talk about it. I, that, I don't know what we would talk about. The only thing I want to talk about on this date happens at the very end of the date. Hit me. And... Um, he talks about, they're, they're talking uh, in their like dinner time, which I've never actually seen them eat food. They don't. Don't you remember on Bachelor in Paradise, uh, John, Paul Jones, John Paul Jones goes out with someone, I don't remember which girl, and he takes a bite of the food, and she was like, what are you doing? Don't you know you don't eat the food on the dates? And he gets sick. Oh, is it like just fake? It's fake food. Weird. So it's, it's all just, just a for show. the camera. Yeah. yeah. It's, so it's just, just meant to camera. look good. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Like it has glue and, you know, bad, awful products in it. Yeah. So they have a whatever date. It wasn't super meaningful in any way, shape or form. And then we hear a voiceover from Peter as they're going into their dinner date, talking about how he's just not sure how he feels about Natasha. He doesn't really see anything there. Very much telling the audience Natasha is going to be going home. Yeah. And so they go into the date, and what he does is he's such a coward. He, rather than just being upfront with her and having a real conversation, he goes to her and says, how are you feeling about everything? Which and gets is, her to say... I feel like he learned in some corporate uh, conflict management. He's just trying to get seminar. an out without having to be yeah. the bad guy. Mm -hmm. He doesn't want to have a hard conversation. Yeah. But if he was a man, I'm calling you out right now, Peter, if you're Ooh. listening. Ooh, he would just go to her right then and be like, hey, uh, this just isn't working out. I'm not feeling it. Here's what's happening. And then just end it. And then the second thing on the end here is he grabs the rose and is holding it between them to tell her I'm not giving you the rose and then sets it back down. Yeah. It's jerk move, dude. And maybe it was the producers. I don't know. But no, I mean, there's. It could be the producers, but I have a hard time giving him the benefit of the doubt since, like we talked about earlier, he just blindsides everyone every time. 
that's just his move. Mm-hmm. He doesn't know how to have a direct, real conversation. And so he ends up blindsiding everyone all the time. Yeah, so he's like, I'm not giving you this rose, but know that you're amazing. And you're, and he starts complimenting all these things. And you can just see in her eyes, like, you obviously don't believe any of this stuff yeah, because like, I would still be on the show. Dude, stop. You're sending <laughs> yeah, me home. Yeah, just let's just end it right now. So, yeah, she gets sent home. So now we're down to five. Um, and so then we uh, also during their day, we found out that Kelsey got uh, another one on one as well. And so once again, why is she still here? Yeah, don't know why she's still on the show. Uh, and their date was also not a whole lot of anything important. I, I don't know if it was the producers, editors that their date was unimportant or if it's just that when she talks now, my eyes glaze over and like I just start hearing Charlie Brown's parents. Wah, 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 wah. So she has some like family drama confession to make. Yeah, well, their date is they're out on ATVs driving through the hillside. Which always makes me think, let's bring up my family drama. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so they, uh, they they drive through the hillside, whatever, is a pretty much whatever date. And uh, they see some, like, goats, and they see some cows and different things. And so they find their way to this hill that apparently Peter just wants to run up. And uh, he's like, all right, let's, let's run up this hill and we're not stopping until we get to the top. And uh, about halfway up the hill, they stop for a breather and then they have a little makeout sesh. And that's where they kind of have like, just like a little chat. And uh, she, the only thing that important that came out of that conversation was she kind of told Peter what her ideal future was. Yeah. And that was uh, that they would have kids and she would kind of work part time, but also be a stay at home mom part time. Yeah, remind me, uh, I could pull it up, but uh, remind me what it is that Kelsey does currently for a living. Um, Do you remember? Let me look real quick. I don't remember off the top of my head. Kelsey She's is a professional a, clothier. A clothi- clothier, yeah. A pro clothier from mm-hmm. Des Moines. Uh, I feel like that is a job that... You're either like legitimately professional or you might as well be in a multi-level marketing scheme. Yeah, for sure. Like, so, uh, and then Kelly at their like dinner time has a conversation with Peter and she's nervous about having a conversation about her family. Kelsey. Yeah. What did I say? Kelly. Oh yeah. Kelsey. Sorry. Um, and she talks about how her dad, how her dad left and how he had said like, it's something God told him to do. Yeah. And just broke communication. I'm like, okay, well, one, I'm so sorry. Your dad is a douchebag. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, number two, God did not tell him to do that. Mm-hmm. Uh, number three, her poor mother. Yeah. To have Kelsey as a daughter and have that happen with her husband. And to have Kelsey <laughs> air that on national, oh, on national television. TV. Yeah. That would be probably rough. I wonder if she had a conversation with her ahead of time. I, gosh, I hope so. I just don't think so, given what we know about Kelsey. Well, and here's what I think is happening. And we've we've been talking about this, how Peter loves the drama. Loves it. He has a hero complex of some kind. Yeah. And so he likes these girls that are highly emotional or have these these major issues because it's something that help him feel important because he can come in and help it and fix it and, and do those types of things with it. Yeah. I don't think, though, that Peter has any of the tools to, to f- properly fix, fix any, anything. I mean, well, and here's the thing. People don't need fix. They just need people to be present with them. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and if you approach any sort of relationship with a mentality of, I'm here to fix you, that's a very one-sided, mm-hmm. codependent relationship. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so, yeah, that's what it is. Peter, Peter thrives on codependency. Oh, for sure. And so Peter gives her the rose. <laughs> So that's that's two of the four roses, and we have three girls left. So we go into a group date now with Victoria F., Hannah Ann, and Kelly. And on the the date, he says, tomorrow is not going to be easy. And so we know one of them is going home. This three-on-one went 
exactly how I thought it would go. Not necessarily the outcome, but uh-huh. like the actual date. Yeah, it wasn't even a date. It was just three solo conversations. <laughs> That's all it was. The The date was they walked to this ranch, uh, some family-owned ranch, and this, uh, this older gentleman who uh, has inherited the ranch, uh, and it's been in his family for hundreds of years, uh, is talking to them. And we don't really see this until the uh, credits mm-hmm. sequence. This was my favorite part of the whole episode was but the very end. He uh, he's, like, talking to them and, like... Uh, Peter, uh, Peter speaks in English and he says, slow down. Like, I don't, you know, uh, you guys slow down when you're talking in English. And so Peter attempts his broken Spanish, uh, like to try and explain to this older guy what's happening. And the older guy just like looks silently and he was like, you're dating all three of these girls. (laughs) And he's like, yeah, there's no easy way to say that. So you're dating. This is your girlfriend. Yes. And this is your girlfriend. Mm -hmm. And this is your girlfriend. Yes. So today you're going to kiss her. Yes. And tomorrow you're going to kiss her. Yes. That's a situation. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, it is, old man. Yes, it is. (laughs) And then he even asked the girls, like, are you guys romantic at all? Yeah, right. And they all just kind of like, no. (laughs) Yeah, this, this poor guy had zero concept for what's happening. He didn't know what he was doing. No, he just no, got a no. paycheck from ABC to let them do some filming on the, on the ranch. on his property yeah. and to like sit down with him for five minutes and have a conversation with him. Yep. And he's like, sure, whatever. Like, <laughs> uh, so it really wasn't a date. He takes these girls and then pulls them off one by one. And he starts with, with Hannah, Hannah, Ann. Yep. and, uh, Hannah, Ann, uh, does her typical, uh, I don't know what emotions feel like, but I've watched enough romantic comedies to know what emotions should sort of look like. Mm-hmm. And, and she they should tries produce. to, yeah, tries to like reenact movies. Yeah. And so she writes him, of course, a list of all the things that she loves about him. And dots her eyes with a heart. Yes. And that's the most, that's what really says, I love you. Oh man. If you dot your eyes with a heart, uh, you're going to make That's some instant marriage 12 year old boy so happy. I think, <laughs> <laughs> I think that's actually, um, how God views marriage. Oh. Like it's when you dot your eyes with a heart towards someone. Yeah. God's like, Oh, they're married. Like he doesn't even need ceremony. Like it's the act yeah. of the, the dotted eye heart. Cause nothing says love more than I. Mm-hmm. And me, <laughs> at least for Peter. <laughs> so she reads this list and feigns emotion. And he's like, this is the sweetest thing I've ever seen. Mm-hmm. I love it. You're amazing. He doesn't say, I'm falling in love with you. He doesn't. I was surprised. I thought for sure he was going to tell multiple people he was falling for them. Yeah. But he didn't. Just Madison. Uh, but he certainly acts like it with Hannah Ann. Mm-hmm. So... Yeah, he's definitely infatuated with her. Yeah. So then he moves on to the second solo time with Victoria F., who's... Oh, wait, was Victoria F. next? No, Kelly was, was No, no, next. no, Victoria F. No, Victoria F. was last. Oh, I'm sorry, Kelly, but you're right. It, I had her name written down here, but it was because she started freaking out before roses were even decided, and she got up and left. Like, her and yeah. Kelly were having a conversation, she yeah. got up and left and was crying. And like, Victoria F. might have been next if she were present. Yeah, but maybe she walked off uh-huh. camera. Like, <laughs> so Kelly gets the second solo time, and um, she basically just tells him, "Like, hey, I just need more time to feel something deep. Like, I don't feel anything deep because we haven't spent any time together, but like, they could develop." Yeah, and uh, she, uh, the the producers and editors tried to make her look like a villain real hard. Oh, for sure, they were really trying to cast her in a negative way. But all she came off to me was a strong, independent woman. Mm-hmm. Like not, she was, she's great. Like I, after this episode, like I saw some tweets where people were like, Oh Kelly, Oh my gosh. And it's like, no, she's more attractive to me now than, than ever than before. before. Yeah. And not to say that I wasn't attracted to her. I was very attracted to her as a person, but it, this just solidified that even more. Like it was like, man, she really does not, she doesn't need his validation. She doesn't need America's validation. She doesn't need uh, Chris Harrison's or uh, the producers. She doesn't need anyone's validation. She's comfortable and confident in her own skin. Mm -hmm. And I love it. Yeah. And so uh, that's 
I mean, Peter definitely didn't like her response there um, because he's once again looking. There's nothing to fix with her. Yeah. It wouldn't, it wouldn't be a codependency. It would be a partnership, and that's scary to him, I think. He oh, doesn't yeah. know. If, he doesn't know his own value. And so uh, Victoria F. then gets the last solo time, and she is just the queen of manipulation. And every interaction they've had since their first date, really, has just been these weird, manipulative, emotionally charged conversations. Yeah. Yeah, she uh, comes in, and she accuses him of being in a mood. Mm-hmm. in the most moody voice, tone, attitude, body language possible. Like, she's always moody with mm-hmm. him. And then she has the audacity to try and, like, flip it on him. Like, you're just in a mood, and I don't know what to do with you. And it's like, he he was just like, hey, you know, I've had some doubts with you, and, mm-hmm. and I want to talk about that. You're just always in a mood. Oh, my gosh. And well, and then she cast the whole thing... T- and this is like something for Peter to try to help fix. Yeah. She casts the whole thing. She says, you know, I'm just kind of withholding because I don't want to get my heart broken. And so like, I'm trying to hold you at a shoulder's length because I'm afraid to let you in. Yeah. And, uh, that I think just was made Peter think, Oh great. Like I can find value and validation in that. <laughs> and so he, he, he was liking what she was putting down for some reason. Well, and he says, uh, he says, I just want you to be committed. And she looks away from him. Like she doesn't make eye contact with him. She like, if he's at 12 o'clock, she's looking at like nine, 10 o'clock. And she's like, I am committed. <laughs> yeah. She can't make eye contact. She hasn't been able to make eye contact since chase rice because <laughs> she doesn't believe a word that she says. No, no, she, yeah. There's something too intimate about it too. Yeah. Yeah. She, she yeah. That's what I mean. Like she, committed like she doesn't believe that she's not committed she doesn't even want to look at him like mm-hmm. she doesn't like him she if doesn't you can't hold eye contact for more than three seconds with someone yeah it's it's not great it's a problem and uh but she's super attitudey super moody super manipulative mm-hmm. and peter eats it up with a soup label yeah he does label ladle so we a get soup some label as well a campbell soup <laughs> label uh he eats it up with a soup ladle so at this point, the we get to see just some uh, Kelly talking to the camera, and um, she talks. She she just knows who she is. She knows her worth. She talks about like I'm a lawyer. Like I don't need any of these things. Like I'm just looking for uh, a partner type of a thing. And like, what are these other girls? They're they don't have anything really going for them. Um, and so she's pretty confident that she's going to be getting a rose. And I think Kelly is overconfident. Yeah. But not overconfident in herself. I think she's overconfident in Peter's ability to have common sense. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. Peter's Because any other rational person oh. would not have sent Kelly home, which is, spoiler, uh, Kelly doesn't get a rose. The other two do. Line up 10 red-blooded men, and they're going to pick Kelly, and the other one is Jason. I'm sorry, Jason. (laughs) I'm just messing with you. Shout out. Uh, It's okay that you like Hannah Ann, uh, but Kelly for the win. Yeah. So Kelly gets sent home. She doesn't cry one tear in the car ride home. Well, she's kind of like, yeah, it was a bummer. You jumped ahead a little bit. A little bit, yeah. So Victoria F. and Hannah both get roses. but, But the crazy thing to me is, I mean, for our perspective... Uh, he just comes out of this conversation with hyperdramatic, moody, ridiculous Victoria F who does not give any sort of real, uh, heartfelt, vulnerable, uh, even sign that like, mm-hmm. I- I'm into you. I really like you and I want to be here. And he comes off of that and gives Victoria F the first the rose. First rose. Well, and he walks her to the car with the rose and they're both kind of uh, Hannah and Kelly are both kind of assuming he's sending her home and he's going to come back with that rose. There's, I didn't think that for a second. I think they thought that. No, because as soon as they walk away, uh, Kelly says to Hannah, well, one of the two of us is going home now. They, she said that after he was walking back and they saw him walking back without the rose. Oh, mm-hmm. okay. But yeah, so Victoria F. and Hannah make it into the final four with Kelsey and uh, Madison. So they are the final four, which means we got, I got three of them right. 
I got uh, like, I just didn't get Kelly. I had Kelly in there instead of Kelsey. I, I think I got from the beginning. I think I got one right, and it was Hannah Ann. As much as I loathed to say it, mm-hmm. uh, oh, that's right, because you had Madison out of it for a while. I had Madison out of it for yeah. a long time. Uh, I had. Uh, yeah, I had Sydney in it for a long time. Like from Sydney was my day oneer. Uh, you know, uh, I had uh, at times I had Tammy in it. Mm. Uh, I also had Lexi in it at one point. There was a lot of solid girls that he just got rid of. Yeah, absolutely. And he just kept all the most of the drama ones, except for Madison. Madison's really the only non-drama person left. She is the only non-dramatic person. Uh, but I also feel like I've gotten to know so little about Madison. Like, to be honest with you, I had forgotten that Madison, uh, that she was a believer and that she had any sort of faith. That escaped me. Mm-hmm. Like, I had forgotten all about that. Well, the only other time we really heard it was the very first episode because she was one of the, the like, however many eight that got spotlights. Yeah. And it talked about it in there, but... Yeah, I mean, she hasn't had a lot of screen time since that first episode. Yeah, and for some reason, to be honest, in my head, I, I mean, early on, when you're trying to suss all these girls out, a lot of them look alike. And I think in my head the whole time, I thought that was Hannah Ann. Mm. That was the one in that spotlight. Got but it. it wasn't, it was Madison. They both had a spotlight. They did, but mm-hmm. I thought uh, Hannah Ann was the one that was praying with her family, and like, and mm. that was Madison. I don't remember the spotlights, honestly. That might have been. Okay. Yeah, it could have been either or. All right. But um, yeah, so I thought it was funny too. So uh, they come back to the house. Well, wait, I'm sorry, real quick. Before we get there. uh, Peter picks Hannah Ann and walks Kelly out to the car. And Hannah Ann delivers the fakest cry I've ever seen in my life terrifying to me it was a terrifying <laughs> was I, so- I if that if i was standing there and i was a producer i would have walked away <laughs> like i, I can't said, turn the cameras that. off we're cutting that out like, <laughs> like i can't handle this that. is not good tv <laughs> <laughs> it, was, it, it was it was ugly but also just again so empty so fake mm-hmm. and she's like you know covering her eyes and like crocodile tearing uh and for the camera it felt like mm-hmm and then she's like, that was so hard. And it's like, but mustering up all the fake emotions. That's what was hard. <laughs> <laughs> the producers are like, cry, cry, cry. And she's, <laughs> she's like, like <laughs> man, that was hard. <laughs> Mission accomplished. Nailed it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, that was, that was uh, like horror movie mm-hmm. uh, feeling. Yeah, it was it was not good. And by that I mean the worst acting of all time. Because mm-hmm. that's all horror movies are just yeah, it's the a bunch worst of bad actors. acting. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. So uh, Victoria F left to go back to the house originally, and so her and Madison and Kelsey are in the house, and they're not sure who Peter's going to walk in with. They right. walk in with Hannah, and Kelsey runs and like jump hugs Hannah. Like, these people are definitely friends now. They're besties. Far from Champagne Gate. Besties. Uh Yeah. It makes me even doubt that Champagne Gate was real. Yeah. I mean, it could have... I mean, it was very much set up by the producers, but it could have just been acting, too. Yeah. I mean, it makes me feel like... And just drunk. Like, they were probably both just drunk. (laughs) Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Excuse me? (laughs) (laughs) I mean, but that's pretty much it for the episode. We already kind of talked about the very end. So next week we go into hometowns, which this will be my first experience with that. Yeah. Uh, Do you have any uh, top two predictions out of these four girls? Um, I, I would right now I would go with Madison for sure in top two. Mm -hmm. Um. And then I, it's between Hannah Ann or Victoria F for me. Kelsey, I don't think so. I think Kelsey's the next one to go. I do too. I think Kelsey goes home. Uh, my Unless you have any other no. thoughts. Yeah, my, my predictions are uh, it's going to be Hannah Ann and Victoria. You think uh, that Madison's going to leave? I yeah. think Madison's going to well, leave. Well, we kind of talked about it, and they kind of like did some allusions to this, but she talks about in the previews for next episode 
how she's saving herself for marriage and how if Peter sleeps with anyone else, like it's going to be a deal breaker for her. Yeah. And then we see him in a bed with someone. So either she's breaking her and, and her also up or, against a glass wall, yeah. very eyes wide shut. Uh huh. Like, <laughs> yeah. So I could, yeah, you, you could be right. She might leave out of her own opinion and accord. And we also see, uh, Peter talking to, uh, Madison's father and he says, uh, I mean, this is probably cut up, but he says, you know, I'm, I'm really falling in love with your daughter. And he says to Peter, I'd really appreciate you not saying that to her. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like it was, I think Peter's going to get beat up by Madison's family. I don't think Peter's going to have a good time for the rest of the season. <laughs> oh, yeah. And I think it's really going to turn him off to her. And I also think that she's going to be really turned off to him. And I think that they're mutually going to agree that this is not, Mm-hmm. is not in the cards for sure. Uh, so I think she goes home and we also see uh, what appeared to me uh, in the preview, like Madison was in the location of the final uh, proposal. Oh yeah. Well, we, there wasn't a hundred percent certainty on that one. I was kind of thinking that too, but I realized it was just a sky behind her. So it really could have been any place. It could have been anywhere, but I f- still feel confident. It's possible. It's uh, that that's what we were seeing. And she's in like a a white like rhinestone studded dress, which is like very proposally. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I just I have a strong feeling that it's going to be against all odds, Tammy. Or I'm sorry, not Tammy. Oh, that uh, would be against a lot <laughs> of odds. odds. <laughs> Victoria F and uh, Hannah Ann. It's possible. It's good guesses. Yeah, I mean, at, at this point. Uh, it, it's really all guesses for us here. Uh, but yeah, so we're, we're having fun with this episode. Uh, our, we've already done our, uh, shout outs, but, uh, for Chris's corner, I was a little bummed out that Chris did not make an appearance at all in this episode. Yeah, he didn't. I didn't see him once. I don't. The only time I saw him was in the preview for next episode. Yeah. So uh, I don't think that uh, I'm I'm very disappointed in ABC. More Chris. Less Peter and more Chris. That's what we're asking for ABC. Come on. Give the fans what they want. We need a stable man in this show. Oh, gosh. So desperately. And uh, I can't think of anyone more stable than our fearless leader, Chris Harrison. Thanks, Chris. A.K.A. Chris Hansen. Yeah, <laughs> he's Chris Hansen, wasn't he? Oh, I talked with Jason about this. He was making fun of us for messing up Chris's well, name. Well, that was very generous of you, making fun of me for messing up Chris's name. And he was like, Chris Her- or Chris Hansen is the guy from To Catch a Predator. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Which could be where you, because you, your dad uh, was a cop <laughs> on the show. Cur- I was going to say, was a cop on the show. <laughs> he wasn't, yeah, he wasn't. One of the people that got caught, he was a cop that helped arrest. Yeah, so my dad, uh, years ago, like probably 15 years ago now, my dad uh, uh, coordinated the uh, second like season or iteration of To Catch Predator uh, here in our hometown, Riverside, and uh, they they arrested a bunch of people. And so, yeah, Chris Hansen's always been kind of like a, uh, like a, a popular family... Not joke, but uh, conversation piece. So good, good look, Jason. That's exactly who that is. Also, you're way too young to know what to catch a predator is. Yeah, what? Why is he watching that? I mean, I I think they stopped airing him. Is it on any like streaming services? I mean, I think they they might air reruns on like MSNBC or something, mm. but. But uh, that's all of our uh, predictions for uh, for upcoming uh, seasons. Hey, if you have any thoughts, any hot takes, uh, hit us up on uh, Twitter at Batchpad Podcast. Yeah. Or shoot us an email. Yeah, at hello at BatchpadPodcast.com. And uh, I just want to highlight one tweet that from, uh, from Dylan from Paradise. Uh, tweeted and he said uh, I like to think Peter's mom is begging him to bring back Victoria F because she likes chaos as much as the rest of us uh Dylan that's all the feels man Dylan has been doing some solid tweets this whole season I think I've read some of his tweets almost every single episode we've done so oh yeah keep it up Dylan I, I love your tweets and we just love you yeah you were 
actually I didn't really like him all that much on Paradise. I thought he was kind of like a puppy, but um, but that made me love him. He was adorable. He was like a a dog that you don't want to kick, you know. <laughs> a, a puppy you really don't want to kick yeah so uh that's pretty much it for us this this week guys thank you guys so much for listening uh if you guys have anything for us please reach out to us on email or twitter it's all uh, at batchpadpodcast.com but until next week we will see you later geckos